Do. Let me introduce you to the elements. Hey, you, I heard you shining, but I got that gold membership. I rose from the bush like Valentine's petals from an unstable family of alkaline metals. Hitting prime time like Channel 5 specials, and I never handle rocks like Palestine rebels with pebbles. The antics and antiquities and Mr. Steve's always got a trick up my sleeve. Miss, please, ancient magic of witchcraft. Skip class, and I barely just passed. A young grasshopper that's trying to switch pads. She trying to get better. Like light when it hits glass Bong smoke got me blazed as hell Burning weight like them 47 J's I scale You can tell by the amazing smell And my eyes stay tight like I'm Asian Wow My man Dirty had the booty just to put me in the right mind Yeah You are I got glocks, I got glocks. I got glocks, I got glocks. I bust shots, I bust shots, I bust shots, I bust shots. Pop, pop, pop. Those the wings, I'm hotter than the Beatles. New York City, you are listening to NW3 Radio. On. WNYU. Okay. Okay, okay. Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, Staten. You know, I've... The Bronx. You know, I, I, I grew up in a time, Darmic, where mm-hmm. where the radio people would always shout out the boroughs. And any... Uh, I haven't been to a rap show in mad long, right? So I don't know if, if when dudes from out of town come to New York, if they sh- even try to shout out the boroughs. They, they do shout out the boroughs at rap shows still, Peter. Some some habits die hard. The only thing is when you get to like Staten Island, nobody nobody re- responds. Yo, Staten Island, what up? <laughs> yeah, I want to give a shout out to to my homie out in Staten Island, my boy Gooch. Yep. Also, my boy Kinetic Energy. Uh, this is NW3 Radio. As Darmic said, you're probably listening to us now on 89.1 FM. Uh, thanks for listening. You could also hear us on WNYU.org. Mm-hmm. You could also stream live on Stitcher if that's how you get down. And then after the show's over, it's going to be archived on SoundCloud and W3 Radio or on Stitcher and TuneIn Radio or wherever you find great podcasts. Darmic, I can't stress to our audience enough that you have to subscribe to our channels and help spread the word. And Darmic, I'm going to make this announcement. Mm. Okay, so okay. I, we have this tracker on our on our podcast, and I, I don't check it out because I one I, I I'd rather go about this as if no one's listening, you know, cause, or else I get nervous like I am now because now that I know we have listeners. So I logged in <laughs> to the to the podcast tracker, okay, and then I frantically just started texting Darmic like, "Holy snap! Holy snap! Holy snap!" Darmic, you should see how many listeners we have. I basically just get a text with like a screenshot of, of the of the listen, the, the download count. Yo, I was so excited. I was like, wow, like after a year, like we have listeners. And then today, Darmic, I don't know if you noticed, but I retweeted someone who's in the smallest little town yes, in Texas. Yes, homie Eric from Laredo, Texas. So, Eric in Laredo. Yo, 
you're the guy we do this for because anyone who's not in the city right now, we're bringing our friends up here. We're bringing people who inspire us. We're just bringing people from the rap community, from the brown community. I think Peter's going to shed a tear. This is getting really... I'm (laughs) I'm about to shed a few thug tears. But uh, thank you for listening. Like It's such... So amazing that we got this news. It really is, and and I appreciate everybody who who checks in from all over, especially in New York City. And uh, yeah, we actually do have listeners. I think it it shocks you the first time you find out that people really listen to things you say. I am not going to check that, that <laughs> tracker thing now, now that you now you're done for about a year because I'm I'm shook now. <laughs> but but thank you for listening from 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 our family to yours. We really appreciate you listening, and we're going to continue to play very cool music and bring up nice people. Now today, Darmic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the way you said. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Here's what I want you to do. Before we get into our guys, I want you to open the YouTube because we may have to play some music. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Last time we were here, we had uh, Max Glazer, mm-hmm. who's a friend of ours. He's a he's a reggae DJ, and um, he had had referenced a song uh, by uh, Armand Van Helden called "The Witch Doctor," and we wanted to play the song. And and luck- we did. Okay. Yeah. Darmic pulled up the song, and and we did play it, and it was cool to just be have access to that. Now. Without without any 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 more delay. Okay. Okay. Now tonight's guest. Uh, first thing, I want her to give the ceremonial mic check. Yo, check that. Mic check. One two one two. You're there good you at go. this. You're good at this. <laughs> it's not my first. Okay. You, you're, we're definitely not your first, and we're we're gonna get into that later because <laughs> there's just so much Dharma and there's so many connections in our world. In, and by our world, I mean the world. Mm-hmm. They're just connections and connections and friends. And I'm not talking about friends in common on Twitter. I mean, just out here in the world, right? Yes. Now, I'm going to set this up. Our, our next guest, I, I've been following her her career, her transition mm-hmm. from uh, from a lawyer to, to now. A, I would like to call her a, a fitness guru. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't know. Oh, I, how, 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 how would you describe yourself before I announce you? To I would audience? say I'm an ambassador of sweat, former lawyer turned ambassador of sweat. Ambassador of sweat. There okay. we go. I created that. Nice. <laughs> uh, New York City and, and, and the world, I would like to introduce you to Robin Arzon. Hi, guys. There you go. Dharmic. Sorry, man. Oh, man. Oh, I'm glad I got a special effect, though. <laughs> there we go. There Robin, we go. thank you for joining us. What's up? All right, Robin. Now, where, where do we start? Now, Robin came in, and the first thing she said, like our guest last week, Max, she said, oh, my, I'm back at NYU. Feels so good. <laughs> yes. It's so y- surreal. So you were a student here. I was. I moved to New York when I was 17, and I was at NYU quite a minute ago. That, that was a minute ago. Without te- without telling us your age, yes. yeah, without I, incriminating I, I glossed, yourself, I glossed right by that. No, yes. I'm not I'm not ashamed, but yeah, I did graduate. You did graduate <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> well, Max did not graduate. No, Ma- Max, I think did a year here. Yes, but he kept his identification. Do you still have your NYU ID? Oh wow, probably like somewhere at my mom's house, faded. But it's still that NYU purple. Yes, it's still purple. The, or violet, right? It's violet. Yes, technically <laughs> violet, but yes. Isn't that the name of the uh, sports team? It here? is. Vi- NYU Violets, yes. Yeah. Division three. 
Yeah. Can, can Division Three? Division Three, and, and there's not a football team here. There was, there was back there in the was day. Back until in the day. I guess about the seventies. Were you alive? No, I, I wasn't. But I, I know that. <laughs> wow, that no, I, I definitely was not here, and I, I did not stand on the, on the sideline and root for the uh, NYU Violet football no, team. <laughs> but but yeah, we we may have to start our own crew. We could start our uh, WNYU Violet Running Squad. Oh, word. Yeah, that would be amazing. Right. Mm, we so, could do that. So I, Get people I, I, laced up. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to segue here. Robin, you, you are a runner. I am. Okay, and, and the reason I know about you is that you're part of a crew here in New York City, downtown New York City, called the uh, Bridge Runners. Yeah, shout out to my Bridge Runners fam. And, okay. and that was started by... Mike Sace. Mike Sace. Yeah. And and I had I had I met Mike. Uh, we'd gone on a, a bike ride uh, a couple couple summers back. We rode out to uh, Coney Island, and our trip ended with us. Uh, it was Mike and a few other guys, uh, Noah Callahan, Bever, and, and our buddy Dart Parker. And it ended and, and Brent Rollins. I okay. Think. And this ended at Coney Island at the Freak Show, and we were drinking beers. Oh, that's so classic, bridge yeah. roller style. Yeah, and and. From what I see, because I follow the bridge runner and I follow Mike on on Instagram, and I know that he takes great pride in in being a New Yorker. Yeah, and 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 all of his runs, you know, there's like history, and and you're passing landmarks, and he's identifying landmarks, and it's awesome, and and that's kind of how I know you, right? Because it's it's a straight New York thing. Yeah, it is. I mean, Mike Mike just started a clothing line called True Yorker, which is to that ethos. But I think when I found Bridge Runners, I had just graduated from law school and really just started running. I was not an athlete at all. Now I run a lot more miles than I ever anticipated. And it really was about kind of pushing the pulse of New York City with our feet and being a motley crew of people who weren't necessarily athletes and weren't necessarily accepted in traditional uh, endurance athletic circles. And we just kind of created our own thing. And I really credit Mike and the Bridge Owners for opening up running to my to my existence yeah and, and it seems that that the bridge runners and, and they're pretty inclusive i, I know i know yeah. that if you, if you were to look at, at mike's instagram you know they, they let you know where where they're running where they're starting you know where you could jump in along the route if you say we're not built for the 40 mile run mm-hmm. yeah and and that i, I found to be amazing I, i'll be honest with you robin I've run little, okay? <laughs> I, I don't run a lot. Baby now, steps. Very baby steps. When I go out with, with my girlfriend, Kelly, right? Yeah. She's a runner. She runs every morning. She puts in like seven to ten miles. Like, she's about it. Like, she's up. That's she's running. It. Good for her. I'm sleeping. She's back. <laughs> she's stretching. And she's off to work. Like, just like that. I I like running, okay? And I I was actually running over the bridge and i was telling you this that like <laughs> yeah. i've only been in the same kind of room or near you twice and and one time was you running by me so fast on, <laughs> on i believe the manhattan bridge and in the, the corner of my eye i was like there's that robin girl and you were gone but by the time i had reached uh, you know the the middle of the bridge you are already on your way back and i was just like I was like, I'm not built for this. <laughs> uh, the way back, the way back is, is when you get that second wind. Now the bridges are the bridges are really like a second home to me. I, I call New York City my boyfriend, and the bridges have been instrumental to that relationship <laughs> and running over them specifically. Yeah, I mean, I have friends who climb up them, and oh my gosh, no way! Like 
like, like on top. Like rappelling off the side? And Not rappelling, um, just just climbing. Like I guess there's like passageways and like stairs up them and stuff like that. That's hardcore. Yeah. But Bridges <laughs> is a very like New York thing mm-hmm. in and of it's itself. It's iconic for sure. Yeah. So uh, what appeals to you about like running over, like running on the bridges? Well, for me, um, you know, I'm not going to hate on Central Park. It's cool and everything. <laughs> I just, I did a 22 mile run out of necessity in in Central Park over the weekend because of the weather, and that was it was pay it was the snow was cleared out. But I find that there is a character to the bridges that is really dynamic. It's really a living organism, and I think from the graffiti to the different, especially for example on the Williamsburg Bridge, you have. Hasidic families and like hipsters and just people commuting and I really appreciate that vibrant dynamic that way that that the bridge speaks to me and every single time I run it and I probably run those bridges I mean I can't even count hundreds if not over a thousand times and it's different every single time Mm. so there's something about your route changing around you that's really special and it's unique because not everybody has that you know when every time they step out of their door and and you you use those bridge those bridges as a, a training ground to 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 go out and, and run bigger races i know that you ran a run i think probably a couple of years ago uh in utah yeah. uh ms run yeah ms ms run the u.s ms run the u.s and, and from what i understand it and you could tell our audiences your mom has has ms Yes, my mom was diagnosed when I was at NYU. Actually, she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Mm. And and you ran in 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 honor of of your mom. And, and I know that your mother ran along with you some some of, of the trip. She did. T- my, tell our audience my, more about my the- my mom is a G. So my mom didn't own a pair of running shoes until she was in her fifties, diagnosed with MS, and then. I ran my first New York City Marathon for her for mm-hmm. to raise money for MS Research. She, in turn, was inspired to pick up a pair of running shoes. Started with a mile, then 5K, 10K, and now she now she runs, man. So for MS Run the U.S., it was a point-to-point relay from L.A. to New York. My leg was five marathons in five days across Utah. And my mom laced up with me for some miles, which was... <laughs> which was amazing to say the least okay five marathons in five days ha- was it 20 miles a day more so a marathon's 26.2 yes. technically and i ended up doing um you know if we're really getting specific i ended up doing over 50k a day so that was over 30 30 to 31 miles a day for wow. five days for five days Darn yeah. it, we're really slacking <laughs> yeah we're really wow yeah we are not about that life <laughs> no I, I, that takes a lot of uh endurance i mean and that i think i'm underestimating like i'm like not doing it justice by saying that i mean it is it, it's endurance certainly which is i trained up to that but i have to say you know i prepared myself for physical discomfort and i thought that that really was going to be the biggest hurdle and no joke it was the mental <clears throat> battle like you do something like that and you're left so raw mm. and it's you're lacing up and really answering the question like who the heck am I going to be today? And I think you realize after, you know, a hundred some miles um, and five consecutive marathons who that person is. So you dig, you dig deep. Yeah. I think also like ener- replenishing energy is a big thing for, for it to be able to do that five days in a row. You have to be able to refuel. Yeah. yeah. And actually my body kind of 
I was running at altitude. Obviously, New York City is not at altitude. Right. And I was in Utah, and I didn't do altitude training, which was a mistake. Yeah. Uh, and I pay, I paid, you know, on, my, on, in, on the top of the mountain, like, cursing and just trying to trying to get through it. But my, my appetite com- was completely lost. So I was drinking most of my calories, if you can believe it, oh, wow. for almost a week because I just, my stomach was so, so, you know, turned upside down. But fuels everything training is everything but i would say once you pass a certain threshold of training it is absolutely all mental it's all mental yeah it makes sense i mean you know the mind the mind is connected to the body as much as we sometimes don't realize that you know and i think that that it, like even for newbies or, or people who who don't run you know the the motivation to run is is important Otherwise, you'll never get up and do it. I mean, it's all relative. So, you know, I ran across Utah. But for people who are lacing up and doing their first mile, it's, it can be a very similar mental battle. And I think it's, you know, people are like, oh, my gosh, I can never do that. And then I, in turn, have friends who have done way more than me. You know, my friend Rich Roll is an ultra runner. He's at this thing called Epic Five, which is five, five Ironman races in five days. So perspective is not lost on me <laughs> that I, you know, for me, it, for what I did is a drop in the bucket in terms of what endurance athletes have accomplished. But it is all relative. And I would never um, I would never judge anybody for doing less. And, and I certainly admire people who have done more. But it it's you got to kind of turn that switch on that says yes and grab onto the the more hardcore version of yourself by any means necessary. You get your by any means on, that's for sure. <laughs> wow, Dharmic, go ahead. I know you want to say something. Well, I just had a question, from, and to clarify for listeners, what exactly is an ultra runner? I've seen the phrase, and, and I've never really seen it before, you know. Uh, what, what, is, what is an ultra runner? So an ultra marathon is technically anything farther than a marathon a, tradi- a traditional marathon which is 26.2 miles so technically an ultra is 26.3 mm-hmm. but a, a, a more traditional just distance might be 50k 50 miles 100 miles and of course beyond that um but i think my fir- i know my first my first ultra was a 50 miler and then i kind of just <laughs> proceeded from there i kept i ran myself right out of a law career <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're on WMYU 89.1 FM, uh, yep. Peter and Darmic with Robin Arzon, who was a lawyer who actually graduated from NYU. That's right. And somewhere between being a lawyer and, and learning and loving to run, she ends up here because she got my attention because of the wonderful things that... that the, I, and, and you know what, Robin? I wanted to have Mike Sace up here. And oh. at some point, I'm going to have him... He's on my list of people. He's got to be. People. He's a very wanted, dynamic yeah, character. He, yeah, he, <laughs> he's so New York. And yep. he, he reps New York. And th- so that's the kind of guy we, we want here. I just did an interview for Mighty Healthy, the sportswear brand. And um, they asked me who my favorite New Yorker was. And I said Mike Sace. So peace (laughs) to you wherever you are this evening. Yep. All right. So here, here, this is interesting. Now I'm, I'm going to, I've talked to our audience about this before. I like to run and, and I think my heart, the hardest part of me running is, is getting the proper stretches, right? Mm. Like I, 
I, I've injured myself in the past. I've sprained my ankle. And, 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 you know, my physical therapist was like, you sprained your ankle not because you tripped, because you don't stretch. Mm. Right? And, and these little things, right? I, I think you're here because we want to inspire our audience, or at least a segment of our audience that doesn't exercise. Because we, we can't assume mm. that, that our audience doesn't exercise. Because I know... For instance, I have five of my friends who are listening. I exercise often. And, and me, myself, I, I'm a cyclist. I like to ride a bicycle. Awesome. There is nothing like riding a bicycle around the city. No, there isn't. And But, my, but my girlfriend thinks it's a cop-out. She's like, that's not real exercise. You're not running. I'm like, no, but I just rode like 40 miles today. <laughs> and, and you know, I picked up the groceries and I did this. And, and I did it on the <laughs> bike. And I'm moving, right? So I, I don't know. I, I just get confused, guys. No. Were you going somewhere with that? I, I, I'm just saying that yeah, that that's my outlet. Dharmic, where do you exercise? Well, you know, um, <laughs> is that a trick question? No, it's not a trick question. I, the gym is is the place where I go. I don't really like the public, um, like running out out in the street. I don't know in New York. I, I'm not. I haven't been in New York long enough to for I feel comfortable doing that. Robin, I'll take you out. Luke. Okay, yeah, Robin. I'll what what you can out. you tell Darmic? Okay, to, that will get inspire him to lace up his his running sneakers and hit the bridge tomorrow. Um. Well, I think that you have to identify the. I always say this that you if you identify the why, then the how will follow. Hmm. So I think for folks who are like, I want to get fit as like an overarching goal. That's fantastic, but it's easier if you're more specific. So it's like, I want to be alive for my kids. I want to, you know, I, I hate for weight loss to be, you know, the goal because I think experientially it's so much more than that. But whatever, if it's X amount of pounds or, um, you know, identifying the why within, within as much detail as possible is really important. But also I think if you're privileged enough to live in this city, mm. you will never feel the energy in the same way as lacing up. And I totally get and so I ride I ride everywhere on 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 my amazing fixed gear bike by Mott Street Cycles. Um, and I get it, you know, I get that rush. But experientially there is something about pushing the pulse of the city with your feet and pushing and pulling your own body weight mm. that unlocks more inside of you than you could imagine and it does take sort of that consistency mm. I think with the consistency breeds success and it's through that process that um, that I think you can begin to love it and running's not for everyone you know maybe you're gonna go a, a week and, and hate it but try. I mean be, being part of the bridge runners and actually going out and running with, with a, a group of people that that must help you. Oh, that's a, that was a like, game changer. Fi fi finding a running partner because I know when I go out with Kelly, yeah, I run way harder. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I just want to keep up with her, and she's like, you know, hedge, and she's pushing me. So so having that support system is is important. So maybe, maybe Darmic should join up for a running crew. And, and maybe that's yeah. my problem because harnessing the power of community. Because generally speaking, I don't like to do. I don't like to work out with people. Mm. I, I, generally speaking, I'm like a reserved guy, like a more introverted type of person with, with anything I do. I like to be low-key, especially with, with exercise and, and stuff that in physical activity. I tend to be a little slower than a lot of people. Okay. Like when I'm in the gym, I don't like working out with a partner because they move through their reps quicker than, than I would. Mm -hmm. And I like to take my time a little bit more. I'm like, my fine motor skills are a little slower. So it's uncomfortable if you have to like compete with them or like keep up with them. And I'm not good at 
with that. Mm -hmm. So I like doing things kind of by myself. And I think the hardest part of that is then the discipline to like, if nobody is really pushing you, like the flip side of the coin, you know, if nobody's pushing you, then you have to push yourself really hard. And that can be, that can be a challenge. Yeah, I get it. And I under, I know a lot of solo runners who, who, kind of see it as their me time and and their meditative their moving meditation but harnessing the power of community i mean it made the biggest difference if i hadn't found bridge runners i probably would have not felt confident enough to go to like a traditional track group or some or something like that and because this community was so rooted in downtown and music and kind of how where my social life was at the time it felt like a natural transition. So sport and fashion and culture and music kind of all came together in this perfect storm. And that's that's really where I discovered my love of running, and that's when I signed up for my first marathon. Dharmic. <laughs> what? Can we start our own crew? Our, our own running crew? <laughs> all right. Yeah, just... All right, if you'd like to join up for our running crew... Yeah, let's go for a run, man. Yeah, look, you, you could call right now, 212-998-1818. That's 212-998-1818. You're going to give Darmic and I a good reason why you should be part of our running crew. Again, Darmic, <laughs> what is the number? 212-998-1818. We actually have a caller, FYI. All right, here we go. <laughs> Are we taking, like, is this an interview? You're on with Peter Oasis, Darmic X, and Robin R is on. Who's this? Yo, yo, I can coach your team, and I can I can help you start the team. <laughs> yo, is this Oops from the Bronx? You know it, man. Yo, I'm a, I did the movie Premium Rush. I'm a stunt cyclist. Whoa. And um, you saw Premium Rush? Did you do that with Kim nonstop? Mm-hmm. I was, I'm the stunt rider for uh, Manny. Oh, I know Kim. Oops! Is this true? There's yeah, so man, much. There's absolutely. so much we don't know about you. You're like our our favorite caller. Yeah, man. And um, I also was a former uh, world class runner. I ran a mile in four minutes. And I've coached Kenyan runners. I ran for Westchester Track Club for since I was 19 years old. And 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 being a graffiti writer back in the day, you you probably needed to run really fast when <laughs> when the boys were coming after you <laughs> after you caught a layup out there and, and uh, you know. A Yankee Stadium or whatnot. You know, we've been chased many a times, and I was always ahead of my boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's speed work, bro. So, 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 all right, I'm really serious about this, Oops. Yeah, are man, are you quit. down to train Darmic and I? Yo, I'm totally down. I will totally do it. Do you know what? Tomorrow to NYU and meet you if you need me. All right, look, look, we're going to put this out there, Darmic. Okay. You and I are going to train. We're going to create our own crew. And <laughs> and I'm not jiving, Okay. <laughs> I'm putting this out to the world, you know, because I, I already, you know, I already run, Robin. Oops, all right, all right. Darmic, I run. Okay, okay. I, I, I'm not a very fast runner. I, th- I think I'm doing like a, you know, maybe almost a ten, se- uh, ten minute mile, which is That's probably okay. really bad. It, no, there's no, there's no judgment. It, it is slow. I know, man. I'm, I'm not here bragging about it. Better than standing still. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you just gotta have balance. The reason why you got hurt is your physical therapist was right. You need to maybe do some yoga with your girlfriend. Okay. In the living room, do some yoga, you know, two days a week. But definitely just stretch five minutes before your run and five minutes after your run and do sit-ups. You have to do sit-ups because that's the core of your energy. It comes from your abs. There you go. Yeah, well, oops, man. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. And uh, you know how to get in touch with Dharmic. And, uh, you know, we're a few steps away. All we need is a, a, a cool name and uh, a logo. <laughs> so we're going to do it. I'm going to reach out to you this week. All right. Thanks, Oops. All right, brother. And that was Oops from the Bronx, who is a, a regular caller. 
They're listening to 89.1 WMYU-FM. I am Peter Oasis. That is Dharmic X. The name of the show is Now Where Worry or simply NW3 Radio. We broadcast every Wednesday at 9 p.m. on the FM dial. Mm-hmm. And today we have Robin. And Robin Arzon is a runner. And she, she's actually, you know, you dude, you have really good energy. <laughs> because, you know, Oops calls every week. And we didn't know that. We didn't know this. That Oops seems to be really active. Yeah, we learned, you learn something new, I guess, every I day. I mean, if he really was the stunt cyclist for Premium Rush, my friend Kim, who's a coach, um, an instructor at SoulCycle, and I'm a cycling, indoor cycling coach at Peloton, so we kind of are in that industry and totally on, on a homegirl vibe. She was, I guess, the female. She was the female stunt for that. Interesting. So if, he, if, he's, if he's, I don't know. We could Google it, see if it's true. All right, all right here, here's the, all right, here's the thing I want to bring up: the importance of social media mm. to to running crews. Because I, I wouldn't know about you if I wasn't on the internet. If I wasn't on Instagram, I, I would not know about you. I wouldn't know about these these scenes and these running clubs around the world. Not on, not only in New York. There there's running clubs in in Toronto. Yep. I see. Uh, can can you name some some of the crews out there oh, in gosh. the world? I mean, Run Dub Crew in London, Paris Running Crew, AFE in Tokyo, Hong Kong Harbor Runners. We've got Cats on the West Coast. I mean, it literally is all over the world, mm-hmm. and it's a really special community the the fabric is rich the fabric is really rich and social media platforms allowed us to connect and really discover each other and i think by most accounts bridge runners was kind of like the og uh crew and then random crew has a really sizable amazing presence in london and i definitely consider a lot of those people family and over the past five years we've met up all around the world to run races special nice and and so do you guys do, uh, it's called Instagram meetups, right? Or I've, I've heard something like that. Well, that came later. Okay. We called the movement Bridge the Gap. Okay. And it was really kind of, we're bridging the gap, the physical distance between us. And it started, it really started in Berlin like years ago for the half marathon. And then since it's been to Amsterdam and Copenhagen and I mean, literally all around the world. Shanghai. I mean, it's just crazy. Dharmic. So, like, what what is that? Like, what is that process? Is it just like somebody? It started really organically. I mean, it's kind of now. It seems like there are crews popping up everywhere, but back then it was just kind of crew, quote unquote. I guess uh, leaders, if you want to call it, that seems weird, but because um, it was such an organic process. But we would just literally just talk and be like, "Hey, I'm running this half marathon. Why don't why don't your why doesn't your crew meet up with our my crew?" And then it was four crews and then five crews and then you know different corporate sponsors kind of got in the mix like nike started sponsoring some stuff and it was a it really was just for the love of the run and vibing on people who were on the level and it was very fluid and about mixing sport and culture and music and you know running hard and playing harder now, now uh, here, here's what I did. You, you, you did say that Nike kind of jumped on they when did. they saw the, these scenes growing, and someone at some ad company was probably like, "Whoa, this is like this is the best advertisement for us because most of these people are running in in Nikes, I guess, right?" Well, I'm sure a lot of people do run in Nikes. It's- my, my preferred running shoe is an Asic. Mm. Got to run on what's good for you. It, it works. I, I've tried them all. 
Yeah, I, I, generally speaking, Nike is just such a big brand that that a lot of people are using Nikes by default. Almost, I'm sure you know. Mm-hmm. Or, and they look good. They've got a good, good of course, aesthetic. Of course, and so, they've been around for you know forever. So, so from all this, I know that you have started a magazine. Oh yes, Undo Mag. Which is which is amazing to to me. So here you go. He starts as something really organic. People running. People want to have a good time. You know, the social aspect is amazing. And then you know, next thing you know, you're running an MS run. And now you have a magazine. So are you? How many uh, issues have you put out? So we put out two issues of Undo Mag, and the third issue is in production as we speak. See, that's great. Do you, do you have, like, a staff? Like, is it one-person one so show? So, it's... Um, my partners on the magazine are Sophia Chang, graphic designer. She's the design director of the magazine. The creative director of the mag is Naivasha. Uh, she's also my business partner and co-founder of Undo Ordinary, which is sort of the the movement, the fitness movement that, that Undo Mag sprang from. And... We have a team of interns, tons of contributors. I mean, honestly, between the writers and the graphic artists and the people that are helping us with distribution, it is definitely a team effort. But the magazine was started by Sophia, Basha, and I. That's crazy, because we have a print project that we're trying to get off the ground, and it's not getting anywhere. I think we need to run more. Print is alive. I love hearing that. Print is alive. It, it definitely is. I know that if you go down to certain places like uh, the Reed Space. Yep, that's downtown, Undo, Undo Mag is at Reed Space. <laughs> you, you go there, and, and, and there, there are all these great publications, and and they're awesome. You know, I love print. I'm definitely a, a, a design kind of driven dude who will always grab something printed. I, I went to an opening the other day and I came back with this poster and I was going to throw it away. And my girlfriend's like, why, why is that in the garbage? Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, well, it's not good enough to hang. She's like, well, if our apartment was bigger, we could hang it. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, you know, as, as, as much as everything is online, people want something tangible. They want a magazine that they could out on yeah. their coffee table and 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 this all kind of ties into being part of something and really supporting you know what you're seeing you know you if, if, if you're down with the running culture and people admire what you're doing you know what they can't tip you as you run by on the bridge but <laughs> what what can they do they could sponsor what you're doing they could help spread the word and and and, and they could go out and, and get this magazine which will in turn you know it, it kind of uh, put them in a position where they want to be you or or they, they want to be part of it so i i'm all about the community dharmic yeah and and i think what, what i'm curious is you made this huge transition in, in your career was that that must have felt like a risk right like uh, at the time or oh i mean do, do you if you've never jumped off a cliff quit a law firm job to no job security and then buy a ticket to the london olympics that costs more than your rent with the pipe dream of becoming a journalist. (laughs) That was, yes, yes, yes. It was so risky and so worth it. So worth it. But it was, I mean, you want to talk about getting out of comfort zones. That, I mean, that taught me, that taught me how big my britches were. (laughs) (laughs) Take, Take us through like that process, like of just like, you know. Well, I mean, I think I was, I knew that I wasn't, I wasn't a miserable lawyer. You know, I, I, it wasn't the cliche story. Like I hated my life. I just knew that I was happier when I was running and I'm like, how do I get paid to do this? And I didn't, it took me, it was a two year process 
iterative and certainly circuitous of leaving law. And then in my mind, I had my sets, my eyes set on a journalism career because that was the only way I found I or I thought I could transition my skill set as a lawyer, as a litigator at a um, at Paul Hastings to to in turn, you know, leave law and still have some type of relevance in the fitness world. And in my mind, that was going to the London Olympics and interviewing athletes and just trying to freelance and do the thing. And from there, I ended up getting some freelance gigs, but it was completely, I mean, it was just such a risk. I'm literally standing with a cracked iPhone next to CBS and NBC on the track with USATF athletes, you know, the top Olympians in the world. And I'm like, I am such a chump. Like, what am I even (laughs) doing here? And it was in that moment that I realized you have to fake it until you make it. Like, you just name your value and say what you're about, and you keep working your butt off until other people recognize that, too. (laughs) That's called hustle. And that's what you call hustle. And that's our lesson today. I want to thank Robin Arzon for joining us. Thanks for having me. Where can people find you on the internet? I'm at RobinNYC, RobinArzon.com. You can find me, baby. I'm all over. Find Robin, and, and I I want to thank you for, for the inspiration for our audience. I want to thank you for 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 Oops coming and, and, and letting us know that <laughs> he can train gyms. us. Now, yes. yeah, now you guys have a trainer. Now Let's we go. have a trainer, Darmic. Yes, I know. Amazing. I didn't see that coming. Let's, well, when we get off, we get off we're going to set some goals. I, I know my goals will mostly be uh, you know around losing weight. Because mm-hmm. I because I put on some weight, you know, because we eat a lot of sweets every night. That's we'll save that for the end of the show. Okay, <laughs> but right. I, we I want to thank you, Robin. Thanks for having and, me. Um, you're you're more than welcome to come up here again. And 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 if you can, when we get off off air, please uh, give us a contact for for Mike Sace because I'd, I'd love to have him. Darmic, we have some music. Yes. Uh, Coming up after the music, Dharmic and I are going to talk about the hot topics of the day, and that includes our friend Cypher Sounds leaving um, Hot 97 and uh, the Migos faking it and and not making it. Okay, (laughs) Dharmic, hit the music, NW3 Radio. What is the softer side of Gronk? The softer side of myself? I mean, I like to snuggle. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, uno, cinco, siete, something. Exo, tinjar, un random, un alanjar. Hello, New York City. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, WNYU yeah, yeah, yeah. 89.1 FM. This is, this is. I want to thank our guest this evening. Um, as you know, if you do listen to the show, you know that our guests usually stick around for the rest of the show, kind of kick it with us. But Robin is so focused that she had to go home and, and get her rest because she has to be up early because she's training for, for a marathon. So I want to thank our guest, Robin Arzon, for coming through. Um, and that's it. In the, ne- in the next few weeks, we have guests lined up. We have the um, next week, Dharmic, who do we have? We have a fellow Brown brother, um, a, a video director, uh, a guy from Virginia who has roots with everybody who's done any type of rap music in Virginia. His name is Shomi Patwari. And uh, you've seen his name on credits for The Clips, for Rocky, for a bunch of people. So he's next week's guest. And then we have the Rosenthal brothers. It's the um, real. It's the real. And they have some interesting stuff going on. They recently signed with a major agency. And it seems like they're doing cool stuff. So I had to get them on the show um, and then the, the following week, we have a, a friend of ours, 
Well, actually, a friend of mine who once worked at Bad Boy Records with Puff Daddy, mm-hmm. and then through a, a few um, um, kind of amazing and scary moments, transformed his life, and he has found God. So from Puff Daddy to God. Uh, so we have our guest. His name is Kent, and Kent is going to be here that week. And then we're working on on guests. As we speak, so we'll always have cool guests coming through. And um, I wanted to get a rapper here tonight, but he couldn't make it. Uh, there's a guy in town. Uh, his name is uh, The Father. His name is just Father. There's no The. Okay, his name is The Father. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, but I want to know why you wanted him to come to the show. Well, no, because I, I, I saw that he was here in town. So I just wanted him to come up. I thought it'd be funny to have him here, but he he's not here. So. No, he's not. Shout out to Dirt, J Dirt. Uh, yeah, doing he's his over stuff. at um, Ballers Eve. That on No Wave Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had the No Wave guys here before. We've had Aaron and Arthur, and and that episode is going to be put online soon. Now, big news for the day. Okay, I want to start off by saying. I want to ask you, what what news stories do you think are are the the biggest stories of the day? I think the big story of the day is something that Darmic brought to my attention. So the rap group, the Migos, Mm -hmm. went back to their high school. May not have been their high school, but for all intents and purposes, a high school in Atlanta. Okay, and the Migos made a donation to the school. Okay, now I'm all about people giving donations to their schools and to the education system, especially if you're making it, give back. Yes. Okay, so I see a picture online. You could easily pull that up. Yep. The Migos, the rap group, are in a, what I what I think is an auditorium. A gymnasium. A gymnasium. <laughs> and they're holding a publisher's clearinghouse size, uh, supersized check for the amount of... Okay, rap group who probably makes about mm, $5,000 to $10,000 in appearance goes back to a high school, possibly their high school, with a gift of $1,000. Now, here's the thing. A a gift for $1,000 to a school is a lot more than most people give on their regular basis to their alma maters, even people who make six figures a year. So... From that perspective, money is money and, and charity is charity, and you never uh, turn a look a gift horse in the mouth or whatever that phrase is. But as Peter points out, the whole ceremony of uh, of this moment was a little uh, a little much, especially considering the amount. Yeah, I mean, why do it at all? But you know, it, it's none of my business. I'm happy they did go back, but I. I, I you know, the fact that they blew up this check, I don't know if it was their management or their label's idea to blow up this check that says $1,000 and set up what would look to be like a, a, a ceremony of some yeah. sort or a celebration. Uh, I'd like to know your opinion. Um, how do you feel about this? I, You know what? Give back to the school. And I love when people give back to the educational system. But there, there could have been another way to give back. Yeah, or, or maybe not be so uh, obnoxious They could have waited till, till the Christmas and, and brought a coat. 
Or do do a coat drive or something like that. Yeah. But uh, sh- shout to the Migos, and if they ever decide to come through our radio show, I will ask them about that. But that that's a good thing that the Migos have done. What else is going on in, in the internet today, Darmic? Well, you you had something you wanted to bring up, uh, and I forget what it is at this moment. Um, See now it, it must not be that important because I don't even remember. So so Peter, are we really going to do this running group? That's what I want to know. Okay, now running. Well, you know what? I run already, but if do we, you really run? Yeah, I do, but not not as often as I should. But and I tend to walk a lot more. Like I walk sometimes ten, fifteen miles a day, and and that's that's a great way to exercise. But yeah, I, I'm down to run. So I mean. We could start our own crew, or we could join up for one of these fancy running crews. I really don't know what we're going to do. But that's no big news story, okay? That's not the news story No, it isn't. It isn't. I was just... the day. Yes, I know. Um, the, the biggest news story of the day is Combat Jack and the Combat Jack show securing a, a major guest yes. on, on their radio show. They recently had uh, Jay Cole. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's pretty awesome. So J Cole made made his way to the Combat Jack show, mm-hmm. and and that seems to to be well received. And it came out on on J Cole's birthday, one of uh, several birthdays that took place on January twenty eighth, uh, particularly in the rap world. We along with Cole, there was Rick Ross, and more importantly, perhaps the God MC himself, Rock Him, a guy who Peter has booked. On a few of his shows, although albeit unsuccessfully. Yes, happy birthday to Rakim. Yes, the Allah. God. And, and with that, with the subject of birthdays, I do have to mention yesterday happened to be my own birthday. Well, happy I, birthday. I turned 23. And for your birthday, I brought you Susio Smash. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Amazing. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Yeah, Susio, man. Gra- grab that mic, man. What happened? Just grab the mic. That was trying to make me work, man. I just walked in. <laughs> All right, so we have. What's going CCO on, brothers? How you here. doing, man? We're good. We're good. You're, right. you're obviously not Darmic's birthday gift. No, I'm not. Definitely I not. I hope not. But happy birthday to you, little brother. Appreciate <laughs> it, young brother. <laughs> Twenty-three, <laughs> man. He's tw- this is a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's like two. He's lived. I guess half of Eclipse's life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she might be. Yeah, maybe. For real. <laughs> Up there, anyway. Is he, is he half po- of your life? At one point, I was. Nice. I don't. I don't think I, I am anymore. At oh, one yeah. point, I really was. I think when he turned forty, I was turning twenty or something. Is that why you shave so you can look even younger? <laughs> yes, because I need to. I don't. I don't know. No. <laughs> uh, actually, I had to go renew my license. I went to Boston to renew my license around my birthday because you know. And and we thought happen. we we thought you wouldn't make it back. And I guess yes. this was the ma- major the news, story news story of the week. Yes. Okay. The uh, the city braced for a huge storm, or what was was hyped up to be one of the worst storms in the history of New York City, and it did not live up to the hype. No, having like said, show. Oh! <laughs> he had to get his comeback. He had to get his comeback on. Um, having it, 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 no, it, it wasn't hyped. And it, it didn't live up. It to didn't the live hype. up to the hype. Listen, aren't you guys happy? It didn't live up to. The I, yeah, no. I, I I am. It's like why aren't you happy were about you that? You hoping to like be? I mean, I've been in I, snow. I, I've been here to, to through some um some some big snowstorms, and there's nothing like seeing the city covered in snow and everything stopping. Like it's actually awesome to walk down, you know, any avenue in New York and be able to walk in the middle of the street and, and build a snowman and did throw you, snowballs. Did you walk around Manhattan during Sandy? That was unreal. No, but you know, you want to talk about tragedies. I did walk on the um, the night of the blackout, 
which was a huge deal. I, Ooh, I, I was in the Bronx. I wasn't trying to step out of my house. I nighted a blackout. <laughs> Everyone was walking home or trying to get home. I, I walked from my apartment in, in Brooklyn to Manhattan, and I kind of just walked around. That was awesome to be in New York during a blackout. Yeah. Uh, I walked from 59th Street all the way to 115th, 20th. Ooh. That's and during started, the blackout? Yeah, and it was like getting dark. It was like 6, 7 p.m. It was like, all right, let's trying to catch a cab now because uh, <laughs> i'm walking to the bx like this yeah so yeah I, i'm just i think people are disappointed not not with the fact that there wasn't a storm but the fact that the, the mayor de blasio kind of and uh kind of bigged it up so much and it didn't live up they they over prepared and i think it's generally a good thing to, to over prepare for something like a blizzard you know the things with with nor'easters a few if the wind if the storm goes a few miles that way it changes the whole dynamic and you could be seeing three feet of snow instead of like one foot of snow but it was important that i got out of boston when i got out of boston because boston did get hit with two feet of snow and it was really that bad and i think my brother's school was closed both tuesday and wednesday because they really did get that much snow and if i had stayed even a few hours longer it would have been disastrous for me. All right, so New York, we did not get a storm. There we you go. did get a we did get a oh, storm. Oh, spe- speaking of storms, as if there wasn't any snow on the uh, ground. Speaking of storms, uh, congratulations to Joey Badass. Yes, the who landed brother. the top selling hip hop album of the week. Yes, uh, before the money sold fifty thousand uh, copies in its first week in stores, making it the the top selling rap album and one of the highest selling debut albums. Um, in a long in a while okay and that's a testament that lyrics can sell you you don't have to come out and and sound like you rode the short bus around the block a few times <laughs> you could rap you, you could you could try to rap you could you could make sense and and you could sell records and jay cole and joey badass have, have pretty much they, they prove that mm-hmm. so i'm excited to see what comes out behind that i know that lupe has a great album out now i, I i'm enjoying it that didn't sell as much no but it, you know what I, I think lupe you know he kind of annoyed a lot of people yes but what, speak, speaking of annoying people okay mm. now this week a podcast was put out um, by uh, it's called the Juan Epstein podcast by our friend Peter Rosenberg and Cipher Sounds on that podcast. Cipher and Peter spoke about you know some some changes and, and things that are going on up at Hot ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Couple days later, the next day. Oh, is it the next the day? The very next day. Next day announcement: Cipher Sounds was let go of Hot ninety seven. Now, my I, I would like to think that. Maybe he knew his time was coming to an end. And, and it and, really was. And, and, and he, he spoke out about it. Now, as I said on Twitter, and I will say here, Cypher Sounds is better off not being on Hot 97. Agreed. Um, you know, as we know, the we love radio. We are on radio. But alt, uh, alternative radio and alternative ways of listening to radio are all the rage. We have da- the Dash radio player, which will, and you could mark my words that I said this, on the uh, 28th of February, 2000, January, uh, sorry, January 2015. Okay. That, that's the, the future. I mean... I, I'm, I'm with you. I think the thing is, though, that I don't think Cypher Sounds' heart is really in radio anymore. And I, I, I don't think that's where his journey is going to take him. He seems to be doing well, big it, with the stand-up. Well, I think it that's seems like he, he may go, go the Desus and, and Miro route. Those, yeah. those guys went over to uh, MTV and they're writers over there now. You know, they had started out as... as 
tweeter, professional tweeters, <laughs> podcasters, <laughs> and then and they were kind of on air over at Complex, and and in the uh, insider news is that they they were picked up by MTV and they're giving the chance to to write so maybe cypher will take it that way but to be honest if if I'm cypher's agent I'm his manager I am going to get that huge check from shade 45 or I am going to start my own channel on dash because dash is backed by some major venture capitalist mm -hmm. and that is the future of radio so that's where I would see cypher go I wouldn't make cypher give up his, his um, what he does in the uh, in the uh, improv space no but, but I would encourage him to go get that new radio money um, Cypher had been doing the uh, the afternoon show. He's now replaced by a radio personality from the Bay Area. What's her name? Darmic X. Nessa, Nessa, Ness Nitty, Nessa. Essentially, yeah. Okay. She's from the Bay. She's been doing it for for a while now, over a decade, I think. Um, I think mainly on the Clear Channel station over there. I'm, well, not, I'm not sure. Well, it's great to see that hip hop radio in New York. You know, not that we have Ebro. Ebro is also from the Bay Area, so mm -hmm. I I could imagine that the uh, decision to bring uh, Nessa up, uh, you know, Ebro had a hand in that. You know, I wish her all the best. I'm going to put my money on this. I don't see her being on New York City radio a year from now. Uh, in, in a recent interview on Hip Hop DX, oh, it, I, I think some people in, in here in the studio are saying I'm being too kind by, by predicting that she'll be on New York, City, New York City radio in a year. I think she lasts at least a year. Uh, I, we'll, we'll see. Let's see how, how good her agent uh, and her uh, management uh, keep her up there. But you know what? She was recently interviewed by Hip Hop DX. She was asked who about the current uh, New York City rap scene who her favorite rappers were in New York and she gave us the old my favorite New York rapper is Nicki Minaj. At the moment is what she said so there's and, that. And that is documented on Hip Hop DX. It you is. You want to see that? It is. So at, you know we're, we're losing we're losing you know what? Oh no. Hip Hop in New York City there's a strong tradition of New Yorkers on the radio who are from the city, who represent this city. So that space on Hot 97 could have been given to someone some, someone from the local scene. Like who? Like who? Uh, I, I am sure, Darmic, if I was to think hard enough, that we, there would be someone... Come up with somebody. ...outside of, the, not necessarily a traditional radio person. Well, I, because I, what we see in radio mm -hmm. is what we see in the music business. We see the constant shuffling between, you know, you, you, you have these record labels... And they shuffle, uh, you know, the heads of the label. You know, one minute they're at this label, then they're at X label. You see the same thing in, 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 in that radio industry. And to to be honest, there, there could be someone. There's room to create a new radio personality. It, it could have been anyone. The High 97 could have went after someone like, like a, not, not in particular. They could have went after Dave Chappelle or, or some someone uh, on that level. Uh, we have a strong history of rap in this city. They could have reached out to... Do you think someone on an, that level is going to go to radio at this uh, stage of you, radio? You, you know what? You don't know. So, someone who's forward-thinking, who could see the opportunity, yes. It, it, you know, and, and, it, and don't get me wrong, it is still a wonderful opportunity it's to a great be opportunity. on the afternoon in New York. But let's see. Good, best of luck to Nisa. Nessa. 
Okay, best of luck to Nessa over at Hot 97. Ultimately, you know... Welcome to New York City. (laughs) Getting her uh, great New York welcome from you, of course. Here's the thing, though. I think she'll last, if for no other reason, than she is already a a TV personality. Um, She's on that Girl Code show or whatever it is. So some genius up at at MS was like, okay, let's get this girl. She's on TV. She's She's on radio. She's been around. Yeah, ratings. It's ultimately what it is. And I I think that'll keep her on for a while. I want to wish the very best best of luck to cypher sounds who is has been a friend and and someone involved in our scene for many years um cypher's a great guy we had max glazer up here last week who's actually talking about cypher it makes me think if he knew as he was talking about cypher that cypher wouldn't be on hot 97 this week yeah actually you know now that i think about it yeah i feel like he might have known at that point. He may have known. Well, well, the best of luck to all of them. Uh, let's see what happens at Hot 97 next. Maybe uh, Funk Master Flex will be the next to go. I, no, I don't know. That would be amazing. That would that would be uh, kind of epic. I mean, he's, he's the last, last of the big guys there. Do, do you think our fascination or fixation with Hot 97, even at this stage, and particularly us here on college radio, um, rap radio anyways, is, is justified? Yes, Hot 97, still the biggest radio station in New York City, a huge market, um, the best city in the world. I would die, Darmigan. I know we would die if we got the phone call from MS to kind of fill in in the morning show. Yeah, I, I would, uh, honestly. Um, that would be amazing. Hey, if you're listening out there and you uh, work at Emmis and you're looking for a uh, cutting-edge interview show and uh, where we could play records by all the hottest artists and unknown artists, call Dharmic and I, 212-998-1818. Call us on air right now, yes. <laughs> so so that, that's great. Let's, let's really see what happens. I mean, I've never, you know what, I've never turned Power 105.1 on. Really? For some reason, when, when I do put on the radio, which is, Almost never. I do put on Hot 97. Kelly and I were back at the house the other day, and coincidentally, we turned on the radio, and it was Ness's first day. You know, there's a vibe in New York City, and, you know, if you're going to be on the radio in a tough city, you have to represent that vibe. Like, that's the real. Like, Darmic, you're not from here, so I don't... I don't know. I, I don't accept, you know, you, you're open to a lot. You you know, you're, you're welcoming of this Nessa, Nisa girl. I, I, I could, you know, I hope she does well. But, I mean, you know, let's I, keep well, it local. Not... You know, if, if, you're, if you're putting on in this city, put on people from the city. Because, you know, what? oh, here's what I mentioned, Dharma, and here's where you would fit in. Okay. We have a few more minutes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> High 97 is underrepresented. The, the Asian community. Oh, right. Yes. And and the Asian community is, is big, and it's it's only growing in New York City. There's no well, Asian have, people on Hot 97. Well, they've historically info. marginalized the Asian community on Hot 97. So, if you remember, Miss Info and has gone through her share of ups and downs yeah, at Hot 97. So, so, so that alone, it's like you, you expect something to be cutting edge and, and a company like that to kind of be cutting edge or want to be cutting edge. You know, you're you're ignoring a huge segment of the population of New York. Yeah, and you're ignoring the North Face wearing, you know, Asian guy who who listens to rap and may say the N word a little too much. <laughs> Way Wait, too much. You're missing him. Way too much. You're you're missing him. <laughs> well, well, who would fit? Who? What? What New York uh, Asian would you see taking that role? 
uh, again, we're talking about uh, making a star. Essentially, is what you're thinking. You, you, there, and there's space to make a star. You're you're you are hot ninety-seven. I, I feel like corporations aren't willing to take those type of risks. They're, they're taking a huge risk by just putting in some girl who has no history in New York City rap, who can't even name her New York favorite New York City rappers. From what it seems, she she knows nothing about New York rap. So it wouldn't that be taking a risk? Yeah, but you know the station is taking a a a look at the national picture, and and she's been syndicated nationally, and I think that's Ooh-hoo. what they're kind of going for. Okay, I'm, I'm not, everyone, not the, everyone I'm in New York. Okay, here. everybody in New York. You know, what, let's let's all forget this great city we're from. We should all cater to to the rest of the world. I don't know if it's an either or scenario. I think blah, there's blah, blah. whatever. Anyway, this is NW. I forgot Radio. we're on Manny Faces show now, and we're we're filling in for him. This I, I am the P- I hate P- Hot ninety seven show. AKA I love the New Hot, York Hip Hop Report. I love Hot ninety seven, and I, I hope the best. And and I hope Funkmaster Flex stays up there because if, if Flex isn't on that station, it will definitely <laughs> not be the same. There's no Mister C. There's no Cipher now. There's no Angie. I mean, that is Hot 97. Yes, yes, it is. All right, DJ Eclipse is here. The Squeeze Time Halftime Show. Shout to... I was going to say shout to Petey Cologne, but Petey's not here. No. DJ Skiz isn't here either. The start of a new era. Will, will Mozzie show up? Will, Who knows? Will DJ Mozzie <laughs> show up? Will Tim C show up? Uh, probably uh, not. Yeah, Tim's making all that money with Droog. Why would he even come to college radio? I know, right? Thank you, Darmic. Thank you to Robin Arzon. Next week we have... Uh, Show Me Patwari from uh, Fader and Music Video World. All right. Thank you.